This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Six days from the big game. Yep, it's right around the corner in Vegas, Super Bowl 58. Connor Allen of 4 for 4 and Betspart's going to join us one hour from now. We continue our NFL year in review, division by division, coming up in 40 minutes as well. We'll focus on the AFC East, what happened and what needs to happen for each of those four teams this offseason. Uh, a big college basketball weekend. What was the biggest result, in our opinion, from some of those big, especially top 10 on top 10 matchups we saw on Saturday? That in 20 minutes. Plus, we'll dive back into some of the novelty props for Super Bowl 58 as well. But every Monday, 10 Eastern, we're joined by our guy, Jason LaConfora, Odyssey NFL insider and host of the Odyssey original podcast, In the Huddle, with Brian Baldinger and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. We're going to dive into the game in just a second, Jason, but we were just talking off the air real quick. Your O's, you got the hat on this morning, as always. Corbin always Burns, you're on. fired up. You're, you're fired up, oh, I man. I am. Yeah, now this is for Loyola Blakefield, my high school, the colors. But, I, you know, if it's a Brewers thing, that's great. And now I'm trying to will Brandon Woodruff, too. Like, I'm greedy. So let's get, you know, if he can't pitch this year, that's fine. We lose Burns in 2025. We get the comp pick back that we traded them. And then just sign Brandon with a two-year deal. So he's good to go for 2025. Like, yeah. And then this will be really fitting. We'll have Milwaukee East in Baltimore. And we'll have both of their former aces. And and that's sort of where I am right now. But, yeah. Uh, Orioles are, I think, the third best team in baseball and the best team in the American League. Third best team in baseball, but the sixth best World Series odds. So does that mean you're betting 13 to 1? <clears throat> Regular season. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's okay. Still, it, it, it's a very young team. Um, so I want to see, you know, I want to see some things. But certainly, I hope you jumped on AL East odds. Uh, Win the division not again. Before that Burns trade, right after it. Because that yeah. stuff has shifted, uh, but no, look, playoffs wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. Um, it wouldn't. I kind of would want to wait and see what they do at the deadline there first, though. You know, last year they they got caught with their pants down. I don't think that'll happen <laughs> again. But for now, I'm on you know over their team total to win the division for sure. I don't know why caught with the pants down makes me laugh every time you say it. It never gets old. All right, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Niners, Chiefs. I believe you said, did you say you bet Chiefs money line last week early when oh, we yeah. talked to you? Yeah. I've got a lot Have of you bets changed? on this game. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, good. tell us what you've bet already then. How much time do we have? Um <laughs> Well, look, I jumped on Chiefs money line very early last week. 
Uh, I think the best I got it was maybe plus 112. Uh, I got on the Chiefs at plus two. I got on the Chiefs again over the weekend at plus two and a half. Um, <laughs> I think they win this game. Uh, I, I think there's a better chance for me, certainly, that they win this game with some degree of comfort, more so than I see San Francisco winning, you know, with, with you know, any sort of cushion. Um, I haven't gotten there on a total yet. Like, I, I'm thinking 27-23. Kansas City, which would obviously put it over. Um, I don't. I, I haven't felt strongly enough about that to to bet that part of it. Although I have uh, bet Kansas City over twenty three and a half points. Um, I haven't bet the game over under yet. Um, and then I've I've bet a lot of props, but I don't know if you want to do those individually or or whatever. Um, well, but yes, I like I like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. Pretty strongly. I mean, look, they have the better head coach. They've got the better defensive coordinator. They've got the better defense. They've got the better quarterback. It's not even close. They've got the better kicker. They've got the better special teams and better special teams coach. Um, they're way more familiar with that stadium, right, and that whole game day environment than San Francisco is. The quarterback has thrived there. The kicker, the most kicks the last four years since that place opened that Butker has next to Arrowhead is Allegiant. Um, he's, what, 23 kicks there. Uh, uh, yeah, he's 20, 22 or 23. Extra points and field goals. Um, they're the more experienced team in terms of winning Super Bowls. You know, like San Francisco might have the better run game, but I don't think it's markedly better, like enough to um, – to sway it for me. Like that's a lot of boxes for one team to check for me. And you keep giving me more points. I'm going to, they take, they taste delicious. They taste like W's to me. Is that, did I do that right, James? Yeah. That's just tell James. So I think he did it with one hand. I I need two, but whatever. (laughs) What about props on the Kansas city side then? Since you, you make a good point, you know, if, if that's where all the boxes are getting checked, which which of the the Chiefs props do you like the most so far? With yeah. still five six days to go. Yeah, I um I haven't checked this one since late last week, the last time I wrote about it. But you could still get plus one hundred on a Kelsey anytime touchdown as of like Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. I can't figure that out. Like, I mean, it's only happened like eighteen times in seventeen playoff games that these two have played together, right? And like. I think it's happened in every playoff game that he's played, like, since losing the Super Bowl to Tom Brady. So, yeah, and and then there's the Taylor Swift, and, I mean, his brother's going to be there, his mom's going to be, like, and there's, like, it's a three-person offense, right? It's Pacheco, it's Rice, it's him. So, the anytime touchdown, look, maybe they do a better job than Baltimore did defending him. Six Ravens couldn't stop him. They tried six different matchups. None of them worked. So if you're making me do one thing on Kelsey, I'm just going to take the anytime touchdown. You know, like we're up over eight, eight and a half catches. Like, I don't know about all that. I mean, he probably will. He's been a playoff demon. But just give me the anytime touchdown. Give me Pacheco over the – I played it originally at 14 and a half. I'm sure that's long gone. Where is it now? 16 and a half carries. He's going to run the ball 20 times. So I'm over that. I'm over Pacheco rushing yards. Um, I love Noah Gray over one and a half receptions. You look at that in road games. 
road slash neutral games. I think it's happened uh, six of the last eight. Um, you just look at how much they're playing, right? They're they're playing three, two tight ends like over half the time in the playoffs. They're playing, or sorry, three tight ends like 25%, 20% of the time. Gray's on the field all the time because they're, they're, they're in heavy stuff, two or three tight ends all the time. He's played like 50 more snaps than tight end three. Um, if you sell out to stop Kelsey, like I don't mind it over the 11 and a half yards as well. But like one and a half receptions, I love that. Um, and I like Butker over one and a half field goals. I'm thinking one long, you know, 150 plus, and then one chip shot because we know the issues that the Chiefs have had in the red zone. All right. What about uh, on the San Francisco side? Uh, any that you really like? Yeah, I love Purdy to throw a pick. And when that happens in the first half, I will live bet it over one and a half. <laughs> Um, if you go back to the Ravens game and you really rewatch these games and, and you talk to some people, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it, man. Like the average NFL player this season, average NFL quarterback, like three and a half percent of their passes were deemed turnover worthy. Since the Ravens game, he's played five games over 7% of his passes grayed out at true media as turnover worthy so that's twice the league average they've got him 43 percent dropped interceptions like i mean this kid again everything's kind of going his way but you've had now spags two weeks to watch all the overthrows all the like everything is sailing high there, there's going to be a tip ball there's going to be a a, a a collision and the ball pops up and kansas city picks it off like he's airmailing things in the middle of the field begging to be picked off um he's under pressure 40 percent of the time the last five games he's played he knows the right side of his offensive line isn't any good and spags is a master at bringing pressure in different ways um that's a top six blitz percentage team this kid's not used to getting blitzed as much as he's going to get blitzed in this game and really they, they, they their season should be over and and he's part of the reason why their season should be over so on the biggest stage in the biggest game, I'm not buying that. Um, I like Debo Samuel. I think it's now around 14 and a half rushing yards. I played it at 13 and a half. You just look at what he's done in these types of games over time. Um, even last the last game out, Zay Flowers, not built like Debo at all. You know, Baltimore was leaning into him in the running game. There's ways you can attack this Kansas City defense with a running with a wide receiver in the run game out of spread formations, 11 personnel. Um Debo averages 7.1 yards per rush out of 11. I think they'll play around with that a little bit. Um, they can run heavy stuff with McCaffrey and, and Mitchell or whatever, but I I, I like I think Debo's going to have an explosive run in this game. Um, I don't know that I'm playing much else for San Francisco, to be honest with you. Kittle's now down so low, I might, you know, like I've kind of been waiting to see like where that number settles. I didn't feel a need to jump it early. Um, but those are, those are some of the San Francisco props. You mentioned Brock Purdy. And if he throws an interception early, you're going to bet it live for him to throw another one. One yes. sports book director over the weekend was saying their biggest liability is Sam Darnold MVP at 300 to one. Do you think we could see him in the game or is that just crazy? Oof. 
if I mean, if it happens, I, I don't think he's going to be the savior. I mean, if it happens, it's probably pretty <laughs> dire straits. And yeah, I mean, I guess the thinking would be if they somehow win the game under those circumstances, um, then I, I, I can't, you can't get me there. I mean, I'm not there on Purdy, so there's no way you're getting me there. On his backup, oh, use check is the other one I played. Like, you, I, I, it's now at like three and a half. I played it at one and a half receiving yards. Like, he's caught 68 balls the last three years, regular season and postseason. All but four have been at least two yards. Even the three and a half, mm. I don't mind. I think it's still there. Um, seven of the last eight games the Chiefs have played, they've allowed five or more receptions to running backs. And, I mean, he essentially, a lot of times when he's catching balls, it's not so much him running a tight end route, which he does, but a lot of times, it, you know, it's, it's him essentially serving as another running back. Um, I think since week eight, Kansas City – uh, has allowed the most receptions to running backs total. Um, and that's something if you want to play McCaffrey in this in this vein, you can as well. They're allowing 80% completion percentage to running backs since week eight. That's a pretty that's a pretty long trend. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know, Mason, Mitchell, I couldn't really get there with them. But I, I do think Juszczyk catches a couple balls in this game and, and, you know, gets at least five yards. He averages 10 yards of reception in the last three years. Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora with us here on BetQL Daily. Jason, you and I and Pam Maldonado will dive headlong into the game Sunday morning as well on BetMGM Game Day. But the coordinator carousel was turning a lot this weekend. Cliff Kingsbury uh, says thanks but no thanks to the Raiders, commits to Washington. Uh, you also get Getsy to Vegas, uh, Roman to L.A. and the Chargers. Your thoughts on those moves? Well, look, Justin Herbert's going to have a run game. I mean, we may have talked about this in the past, but, uh, like, it, it, you know, and, and maybe they take the running back out of Michigan, or maybe they take some kid nobody's ever heard of in the fifth or sixth round, but they are going to run the ball, and, and they're going to run the ball on early downs, and they're going to run the ball with multiplicity, and that's going to help that quarterback out immensely. Like, you, you knew Harbaugh was going to put the band back together. Um in terms of of the run game in uh, I almost said San Diego, in L.A. Um, the Kingsbury thing, I just poor poor Commanders fans. Like, did you see the tweet? Did you see the tweet they sent out? The tweet basically said like Cliff Kingsbury, he's done the job before. Like you know, he's been an offensive coordinator before. Like he's literally like he's called plays. Like that's what the tweet says. He's called play. It's like it can't say he was a good offensive coordinator. Like it can't. He got the can't say like he got the most most out of Kyler Murray. Like it, like it's literally like Cliff Kingsbury. He was mediocre once. Maybe he'll be <laughs> mediocre. Like, <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's gonna uh, it's gonna fail. Um, the quarterback <laughs> will outlast him. Uh, you know, I I mean it. It's kind of like oh, yes. What is that? What was the Sylvester Stallone movie? Like, was it the Expendables or whatever? Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. the, these guys are. Like, Quinn and, like, that's great. You're going to have, when, when you show your ass next year with the second overall pick, <laughs> you'll be gone. You'll be gone. Like, they couldn't get anybody they wanted this year. But, like, when the quarterback's there and you see the quarterback can play, whoever the quarterback is, you'll be, you'll be gone. I can't Jason, wait. great stuff, man. <laughs> we appreciate the time as always. And uh, we'll catch up with you next Monday to recap everything that happens in Super Bowl 58 yes, Sunday Go night. Go Chiefs. Thanks again, man. Go Chiefs. Yep, he's on the Chiefs. He's on all those Kansas City props as well. Check out In the Huddle 
in your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to hear JLC with Baldy and Carl Dukes as well. Alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, a fresh look at all the Super Bowl-related novelty props. Oh, if you're tired of the Taylor Swift talk, tough. It will be here. Yep, it's coming up right around the corner. All those novelty props we can bet next right here on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. I mean, some of the Taylor Swift props are just silly. Like, to be shown wearing a foam finger during the game. Yes, plus 1,000. <laughs> what are we doing? Come on, people. No. What are we doing? Uh, no. We'll get into some of the novelty props very swift heavy on those in just a couple minutes here on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. 20 minutes from now, continue our NFL year in review division by division with the AFC East. And in 40 minutes, top of the hour, Connor Allen of 4 for 4 and BetSparts to talk Super Bowl 58. We did have a huge college basketball weekend, though, guys. We mentioned that on Friday, went into things uh, in depth, talk about which games we liked, which ones we thought may have an impact. And we saw each of those top 10 on top 10 matchups, I think, tell us something about the teams involved. Uh, Armando Baycott and the Tar Heels kind of maintaining control down the stretch over Duke. You had Kentucky having another terrible defensive effort against Tennessee and huh. the one that from my money had the biggest at least on, on my opinions anyway had the biggest impact was I know we expected Houston to go into Fog Allen Fieldhouse and maybe struggle you know the home cooking they get there but I didn't expect the Jayhawks to dominate Houston the way they did Joe it was that's that's the word it was domination and I think Houston's got to ask themselves some questions like that was the welcome to the Big 12 moment I think for them I didn't think you know, they had had their moments through the first half of the conference schedule where you went, okay, they, they, they're all right, right? This is Houston. They're a Final Four-level team. But going into Kansas, they they got handled by the Jayhawks. Yes, sir. And their last five true road games, they have a losing record. Mm-hmm. Two and three. Uh, they got handled. That was certainly a, a huge storyline. So we talked about it on Friday uh, because we didn't know at that point what the spread was going to be. Right. But Ken Palm made, made the line much bigger than the spread was. And we were saying, man, if you get Kansas at three, because Ken Palm, I want to say that game was like a five. I'm like, there's no way you're getting five. But if you get a three, like I'm really yeah. interested. And just looking at it on Saturday, probably should have been all the noise we needed. Okay, this should be closer to five. You're not getting three. It's one and a half. That probably should have been all the noise like, oh boy, Kansas is the right side. You bet. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this thing so low? Um, yeah, man, they're, they've struggled on the road again. Iowa State lost true, a true road game, TCU, Kansas. And don't forget Texas last week. Uh, they were pushed to overtime, even though they did win that game, pushed to overtime. Man, do they struggle every time away from home. And uh, 
that certainly stood out. They go back home uh, coming up this week. Soft game against Oklahoma State. Like I want to see what that number is because that's probably yeah. a good spot to take Houston. But uh, yeah, th- that stood out to me more than more than anything. But also, yeah, you mentioned it the the Kentucky one. It's like yeah, yeah, it's probably probably a good spot for them at home. But are they going to bring the effort on defense? And again, they did not. This no. is crazy, Aaron. No. Yeah. I mean, we keep getting 100-point games in college hoops when uh, the Wildcats are involved. I know. Uh, back to uh, Houston, though. I thought it was hilarious when Calvin Sa- Sampson was asked about who was favored, and he said, that's sacrilege. How is Kansas not favored in any game, especially here? You uh-huh. challenge the Jayhawk pride by telling them they're not favored. We're not some super team. <laughs> I mean, they came into this one with a really good record, but uh, I thought that was funny that he called it sacrilege. <laughs> sacrilege, yeah. And 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 the Kentucky defense now, I think I checked, is now um, sub-100 in Ken Palm, adjusted defensive efficiency. It gets worse. Somehow it gets worse. Every time Kentucky goes out there on the floor, the defense just looks – it's it's effort too. It's not just like oh we're getting beat up on uh, on screens and we're we're not commu- no. It's communication and effort. They just look disinterested. So um, tonight limited slate. You got I think uh, a Miami ACC game. There's really although Howard there is a Howard Delaware State game, Aaron. So we'll be expecting a a hearty handicap on that one and lightning bets a little bit later. Yeah, Miami's in uh, Charlottesville. Uh, against Virginia, so we'll keep an eye out on that one as well. Everything else, sort of small conference or a few mid-majors sprinkled in as far as college hoops goes. But the novelty props, the list gets longer and longer every day. I mentioned the silly one about Taylor Swift and a foam finger. That's You find the right spot. You can actually, oh you can actually make that bet if you want to, Aaron. Uh, I we, we've got bets on whether flights are going to be delayed. We've got bets yep. on whether she mentions Travis Kelsey during her concert in Japan the night before. Uh, you can bet on the primary color of her top at the game, whether they're going to show her arrival in Las Vegas, like she's the president getting off Air Force One uh, during the game broadcast. I mean, we're it, the, the, the alternative novelty props market is just the Taylor Swift market. Oh my god, I'm I'm so over it's it. So the, the foam so big done. Like, what are we it's doing? And then, will either of them say "I love you"? Like, yeah. this is starting to get on my nerves. I I love this one, and I, if I if I'm San Francisco, I do this. Will Swift be said by either team during play calling? Like, you're at the line oh. and the mic's on, and Purdy yeah. starts going Swift, Swift. That would be a phenomenal move. And it might get in their heads, but you're also might be pushing Kelsey a little bit. Remember what happened, how that worked out for the Ravens. Yeah. You know, yeah. with uh, the gamesmanship going on there. So, I mean, it is just the cost of the engagement ring over or under $250,000. <laughs> Chiefs win and Kelsey Swift announced pregnancy 33 to 1. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, Clark Hunt mentioned Swift in the speech after the game. Like, no, that's never going to happen. Oh, man. Best man the ma- in the wedding? The maid of honors are all listed. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Give me some Selena Gomez at six to one. Emma Stone? <laughs> Not bad. Like, really? 
I did not have give me some Selena Gomez at six to one on my bingo card for the Monday edition of BetQL Daily. Thank you, John. This is all over the place. Um, her headwear, knit cap or hat. It's a uh, knit cap is, is is a favorite, not too much of a heavy favorite. Is is Donna Kelsey and Taylor going to embrace in a hug at some point? Yeah. Will there be an over to the head clap? Is that? It's crazy. Every time I look this morning, like, what are we going to close with? I looked earlier this morning before the show was 83. Then I checked back, it was 86. Now I see 87 props in total listed. We're going to be over 100 by the time we get to uh, oh to this easily. game or at some point this week, right? Okay, here's a good I one. Like that, I do oh, like Tony. that 10 to 1 swift during play calling. That's, that's I like a nice that. little value there. It's fun. It would be fun. I would definitely do yeah. that if I'm Shanahan. Um, what will Tony Romo say first? Jim slash Jimmy is a heavy favorite, but Taylor slash Swift is plus 350. God, he says Jimmy too much. Yeah. I'd like to take the dog, but I can't. Wait, is there really a prop on Taylor Swift to show her bra at four to one? What is that? Very unprofessional. Um, (laughs) Yeah. What and what color will said bra be? Yeah, red. Oh, come on, red. it's got to be red. Lipstick's red. The hat's red. Everything's red. You can bet on where Brittany Mahomes is going to be sitting in relation to Taylor Swift by by her side, behind, or in front. I mean, city they're getting married. City of the honeymoon. Uh, yeah. I love all the married props. Like, they're not even engaged yet, and you can bet on all these things that have to do with their wedding. Come on. Will she be shown eating a hot dog? No. (laughs) (laughs) While showing her bra. Eating a hot dog while showing her bra. Parlay that. Yeah, Yeah, like, that's happening. Come on, man. Why is Rhode Island one of the possible marriage locations? (laughs) What's the connection? Uh... The the date they put on the engagement uh, will it be before January first of twenty twenty five? Heavy favorite on yes. See, I think it's never happening. So I'm a yeah. no. Also, to appear on the New Heights podcast by May first, I kind of like. I'd I'd oh, I'd want to listen that's... if she joined their podcast. Hey, and, and if you're like me, and if you've been saying all along the fake relationship. How convenient we find out about the album dropping. Yeah. Yep. How convenient. I mean, that was find that was a right baller, the that was Super a baller move to to walk up right on stage the at the Bowl. Grammys six uh-huh. days before the Super Bowl and tell the world, yeah, I've been working on this little thing for the last two years. New album. Just keep an eye out for it. Yep. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. All right. Where are we out on her as a show? I know Aaron is one hundred percent. No, I think I've been I, there, kind of. Yes and no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a hard out. Like out I can't her. take it anymore. This is awful. No, 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 no. It's no, more no, like no. it's more like a okay, guys. Can we just get through Sunday? Because like I could, I could use a week or two without any Taylor Swift news. Yeah, apathetic, well, Jake. That's that's the right word. I'm. I have reached apathy levels with Taylor Swift. I'm like, oh, really? I don't. I don't hate it as much because it's bringing some levity to the week. Because by the time sure. we get to Thursday, Friday, we're going to be like, please, please, let's get to this game. Let's get it over with. And then we'll be mad that the season's over. But that's a whole other story. I still like the storyline with her and Travis Kelsey. And I still think the relationship is real. 
But last night, real to me. Yeah, it's real to me. I think they get engaged. I don't know if they'll get married. I'm here for all of it. I I don't hate it. I don't want it to go away. But I just think her reaction to things, it's feeling forced or a little fake, and it's getting on my nerves. I think she's genuinely like that. I think that's just her. That's yeah, exactly. That's her now too much because the cameras are always on her, so she feels like she has to be overly excited about every little thing that happens and it's like mm-hmm. can you just like sit well, there and have uh, part of it too RBS and i'm not here to defend like yeah i'm not i'm not here to defend <laughs> no. taylor swift necessarily i'm not here to stand for taylor swift but you like everything she does do gets criticized everything she doesn't do like not paying proper respect to celine dion that gets criticized right she makes a face when selena gomez whispers gossip gossip in her ear at the golden gloves and everybody goes oh i can't believe that what do you think you're... like it, it doesn't matter she, makes a, she yeah blinks, she could have said go, the temperature oh, she had a off. fan did yeah, you see she, she had a fan this time so like so no everything do she lip does lip. gets turned up to like 37 on a scale of one to ten and so right. yeah. i you know that that's part of it too how yeah. is travis kelsey winning mvp and then proposing only 22 to one because be people are going to bet it because people are yeah. going to bet it no matter what, just because, so they don't have to make it a big number, even though it's not happening. Right. If that happens. Oh, next Monday, we're going to be here. I'm like, what the hell is this? What is happening in this world? <laughs> that'll annoy the hell out of me. How would you like uh, to be the guy from Boise state who pulled that off after the fiesta yes. ball? What was it? 10, well, 15 years ago. And then all of a sudden you get upstaged by Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. So what, let, let me ask you this, and maybe Taylor's, eh, I don't say, she doesn't think about it because, you know, she started this a long time ago. But would you rather be her where she overreacts to everything or look to her right in, uh, in the skybox? And there's Brittany, who does have that RBF for a living. Yeah. Right? So she's like, I ain't going to be her. People hate her. I'd rather right. overreact. Yeah. I'll be the nice one. I'll be the fun one. Actually, I'm, I'm going to swag surf. Look at me. We feel bad Man. for her about. I don't. Know. This is People what we're not cry. gonna do. No, we are not no, gonna do not. the Britney Mahomes apology tour right Aaron, now. Aaron's all over the place today. I don't know what's going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, feel bad for was... Britney Mahomes. No way. In Here's her one, bed of one money, more. I think she'll be okay. True. Okay, I take it back then. Will Taylor Swift be seen crying if the Chiefs lose? That's... What is that? What's the number on that? Uh, minus fifteen hundred uh, for no, six to one for yes. See, I thought you were going to say if they oh. win. It's if they lose. Taylor Swift crying if the Chiefs lose is six to one on yes. I could see that. There's also the question of like, what was the the prop last week when we looked it up on just how many times they're going to cut to her? It was only like five and a half, wasn't it? That's a it, lot. It, it wasn't. That is a lot but, during a Super Bowl. But like you tell people that number and they go, oh, it's going to be way more than that. And it's like, Give me the no, number. go back and look at the playoff games. Like they mm-hmm. show her what three times, maybe you know. There is it? It again? It's the Super Bowl, so maybe give me one extra, right? One extra. Get me to four. See, I want to be in the pre-production meeting. All right, here's how many times we're going to Taylor Swift. We are not going to her four right. times, no matter what happens. We've hit See, our I, quota. I would say. Because it's the Super Bowl, less. 
there is so much going on, mm. so many yeah. storylines. I like you don't have time to do it more in these other playoff games, but you have time in the Super Bowl where every second costs how many dollars with these uh, right. commercials and everything. I yeah, I would think so less. much. So much free marketing for Taylor Swift coming this Sunday night. <sighs> like she needs it. The album, yeah. Um, we'll touch on some of these other novelties when we get to lightning bets, too. Uh, back to the Gatorade color, which we talked about earlier this week. Coin toss. Is that line actually? That, that hasn't moved, right? It's a 50-50 shot. It shouldn't move. Uh, but the no- <laughs> amount of action on it has, has moved, I think. BetQL Daily is presented by BetMGM. Up next, our NFL year in review continues with the AFC East. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Game on the line, he will. 44 yards, pass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. I have a few friends that are Bills fans, and it just feels like they're numb at this point after all the years. They're just numb. It doesn't even, they don't even feel the sting anymore when things like that happen. Uh, The Bills, one of those four teams in the AFC East who we will review the 2023 season of in just a moment so we can properly look ahead to 2024. Looking ahead 20 minutes from now at the top and third and final hour of BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, we'll be joined by Connor Allen of 4 for 4 and BetSparts. Get his thoughts on the Super Bowl this Sunday night. Also in the third and final hour, some big stories from the NBA this weekend. I mean, you thought Taylor Swift stuff was good for gossip. How about the kind of towel that LeBron wears in his post-game interviews? Um, we'll get into that, plus the Bucks being the Bucks again, and uh, perhaps Joel Embiid being out for an extended period of time. All in the final hour before we get to lightning bets here on BetQL Daily alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Chris Mack. Let's talk AFC East, though, year in review, guys. And let's start with... Well, the Buffalo Bills. Um, Again, the Buffalo futures you may have bought during the summer up in flames. Again, the Chiefs stand in their way, this time at home. But it's it's an all-too-familiar story for the Bills and their fan base and questions about McDermott and questions about Allen, although I don't think he was the problem down the stretch. He was more about what went right for them down the stretch. Uh, They're... They're going to have some issues on the defensive side of the ball, looking for replacements in the front seven, which suffered a bit this year. And Gabe Davis, an unrestricted free agent, who's their wide receiver too. But um, they, they've also got a challenge for the first time in a couple of years in the division, Joe, and that the Dolphins are right there with them. Yeah, they do. And there's – people are going to, whether it's reality or not, people are going to talk themselves into another challenge with Aaron Rodgers. Because the Jets going 7-10 and 10 without Rodgers, maybe it's a bit of a surprise and probably better than what a lot of us thought it was going to be. 
yeah. uh, with all the injuries that they had and the terrible quarterback play. But uh, sticking with Buffalo for a moment, they needed that 5-0 and finish to get the division, to get the two seed. They got it done. They go over the win total, which was surprising, especially when they're sitting there at 6-6 uh, six and six going into the bye. But it was that was a close overtime loss against Philadelphia. And yeah, I was disappointed with my futures because that's when I went in on them. Looking at uh, the schedule, okay, a couple tough games and a few easy ones, and then they run the table. But um, what I think was lost on a lot of people, yes, they were riding high, and okay, the, there was a path to the two, and they get there. But there were a lot of lucky wins in those final five games. There are a lot of close games that went their way. A field goal win at Kansas City, a two-point win against the Chargers, a one-score win against the Patriots, a one-score win against the Dolphins in the last week. Every every coin flip was going their way. Now, maybe those are some things that went against them early, like the season opener against the Jets, crazy special teams finish, um, other close losses that they had. I mentioned the overtime game. But, um, look, they decide, okay, you're our guy now. Joe Brady, you proved enough. You're our OC. Uh, he had to interview for the job, which I found interesting. The resume, the the tape wasn't enough. They wanted to interview him which I don't have a big problem with, but guys, there's going to be a lot of changes with the bills. And I know you have Josh Allen, but you look at all the unrestricted free agents on the defensive side. A lot of guys that were injured, impactful players, Daquan Jones, a free agent, AJ Epinesa, Jordan Phillips, Micah Hyde. These are all free agents. And on the offensive side, Gabe Davis is a free agent. People don't want them to bring back Stefan Diggs. He's clearly not the player that he was. There's going to be a lot changing with this team. And I think the question, I'm not saying he should be fired, but I think the questions on Sean McDermott are justified. As long as he's been there, we're still waiting on him to break through with all this talent. And also the defensive line got pushed around by the chiefs in that game too. They were Mm -hmm. able to run the ball. So there should be changes. They, they are so close, but just can't get over that hump. And I think you brought up Diggs. I believe we called him a bum multiple times. And even last off season, we were talking about like, what's going on with him and Josh Allen? Like that situation isn't working. Maybe it's best for everyone to turn the page uh, and not run that back again. Find it interesting that they're 12 to one to win the Super Bowl next year. The same odds as the lions. But uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think I'll be rushing to bet any Bills futures just yet. It, it feels like the window, like I, I know people said this a lot in the immediate aftermath of the loss of Kansas City. It was, oh, is the window closed for the Bills? I don't know if it's closed. I don't think it's closed. Yeah. You, Josh Allen is still an elite quarterback. Um, but with all the possible movement on the defensive side of the ball, like you mentioned, Joe, all those free agents to take a look at and either tie up or cast aside and then yeah we called him a bum Aaron because he had the AFC championship game in his hands and he dropped it like it was Mm -hmm. there and if you're going to be the guy that calls out your quarterback Mm -hmm. sometimes or calls out your offense or your team as a whole you better be the guy that makes that catch so if the Allen Diggs pairing is not going to be their the, the catalyst for their offense going forward that's a lot of renovation to make to an offense when your quarterback is still in his prime. And you've got Miami now, like I said, nipping at your heels. Um, Tua's going to get an extension this offseason. Don't know what the number will be on that. Um, Christian Wilkins is an unrestricted free agent. 
they, as, as much as they struggled against quality opponents, it feels like this was a growing pains year for the Dolphins. If you can win 11 games while having growing pains, Joe, like, hey, you're in a decent spot. Like, they've got the foundation laid there in Miami. Just keep it together. A year ago, it was about Tua staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Tua stayed healthy for the entire season. And then there were points where he was in the conversation. It was, it was short-lived. But for MVP and then comeback player of the year, he stayed healthy the entire season. This year, it was about half their defense being injured. That's how the season ended. It was injuries right. once again. So that's certainly notable. And once again, we have the Dolphins in search of the right defensive coordinator. They're going to blame the defense because the offense is explosive and we have the weapons on offense. Can Tyreek repeat what he just did? I don't know. I mean, we've had that conversation before. It feels like he could. Um, we shall see. He dealt with a couple injuries in a couple games, but for what he did contributing and yeah, their, their run game at times was just looked unstoppable, especially early on in the season. So now Vic Fangio leaves. He's in Philly. Did they get the, the right mix now? with Anthony Weaver as a defensive coordinator coming over from the Ravens. It's a great organization to grab a guy from. Um, yet you would expect that he learned a lot as most recently the, not only D line coach, but the assistant head coach. So he was in a low, he was not a lower level assistant. This is pretty high up and he's making the move to become the DC uh, with the Ravens. So maybe they find the right mix maybe, but yeah, I mean, McDaniel will come under a little bit of fire. It's not about McDaniel. It's not about the offense. It was about the the injuries piling up on defense this year. Yeah, the injuries on defense, and hopefully they can fix that. This is the team that I'm highest on, I think, in the division moving forward that I would want to bet futures on. Um, Happy to see Tua stay healthy. That was a big concern all of last offseason and made me hesitant to want to bet on this team. But also... The inconsistency with this Dolphins team was so weird. You put up a ton of points one week, then you lose by a ton of points the next. Like, hopefully they can kind of, like, find a middle ground here, be a little more consistent. And obviously you're going to run into some tough teams in the AFC. So it's going to be hard to compete, but they've got to figure out the defense now. Yeah, that stay healthy again. Like the formula a year ago was keep keep your quarterback healthy. It's stay healthy on the defensive side of the ball. The Jets are going to be fascinating. Like <laughs> we've already <laughs> talked about this off the air a little bit, but like this will be the storyline that keeps on giving the whole year through. Like Clark's Jelly of the Month Club, um, and it's <laughs> all about can Aaron Rodgers save the Jets from. Aaron Rodgers induced drama. It's like, it's this vicious cycle, but you know, you read that athletic piece by, I think it was Diana Rossini last week about just the atmosphere around the facility and around that team this past year. And Aaron, it was a dumpster fire induced by Aaron Rodgers presence. How is Aaron Rodgers being there and available every single day, make it better next year? It sounded so toxic. Like, I mean, I want a hard knocks on what really is going on with the Jets. I mean, apparently Zach Wilson being told that he was going to have access to Aaron Rodgers. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers just completely snubbed the guy. There's a lot to unpack there that we don't have a ton of time for, but I'm here for all the Jets drama, Joe. That's just shocking, right? 
Look, this is the guy that came into the league. Everybody felt bad for poor Aaron Rodgers because Brett Favre wouldn't talk to the guy. Brett Favre wouldn't help him along. And that was the expectation. But it's not Favre's job. And I understand his point. He did the same thing to Jordan Love. Turned around and did the same damn thing. You know, it's people won't, a lot of, most of our listeners won't relate to this, but I'm sure, Chris, you've seen this. Aaron, you've seen this as well. It, it makes me laugh um, in our small business when we see producers come up and they get treated like crap and then they break through and then they become talent on air hosts. And you know what they do when they become that talent, that on air host, do they treat the producers right? Like they should have been treated when they were younger. Nope. It's a vicious cycle. It's the same damn thing. It reminds me of what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Like he's doing what Favre did to him that he was so upset about. And everybody else was upset about for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Toxicity enters the building with Aaron Rodgers. Big surprise. After he brings in all of his buddies. Is this what we're going to continue to do? Uh, Makai Becton, a free agent. The starting center, a free agent. A lot of questions you would expect with the 10th pick overall. They're all in, man. They're all in on Salah. They're all in on Rodgers. I don't even know if Salah can coach. I have no idea. But I do know that with the 10th pick overall, you've got to take the best available offensive lineman because they got nobody that can block that guy. Yeah, that, that <laughs> much is, is a given. New England, I don't know. Ben McAdoo is going to be the answer at OC? Really? No. Huh. Maybe Jaden Daniels <laughs> at quarterback? Ooh, Probably. Be yeah. interesting. Back QL Daily is presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, more Super Bowl 58 insight, this time from Connor Allen of 4 for 4 and Bet Sparts right here on Bet QL Daily, presented by BetMGM.